everybody. I'm so excited to have Allie Daniel here from Punch Run Soul and Skill with Soul Mastermind and just general awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is sharing her amazing sales call process because if you've ever done a discovery call or you haven't because you're like scared because it seems terrifying. At um, first, for sure. At first, right? But it's actually like super fun and cool when you know how to do it the right way. <laughs> Definitely. And we are going to learn all about it. So I'm super excited. Thank you so much for joining and for sharing your brilliance around here as well. I always appreciate that. Of course. I mean, I love that we get to share each other's brilliance with our <laughs> audiences. It's so cool that we can like double team and a really, I think we complement each other so well in so many ways. So it's really nice that we can join forces and share, share our gifts with each other's audiences. Totally. No, it's super awesome. I love it. it's like when you find your people and you're like, yes. Yeah. Our people, <laughs> our people are each other's people for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that you have been like totally nailing your sales calls and helping your people do that too, which is so cool because it's like, you've been taking people who've like never coached before to becoming like super successful coaches. And like, obviously a key part of that is, you know, Bucking up <laughs> sales calls. <laughs> yeah. And I think what a big part of it is like, I've been talking, I always talk to my people and what I find a lot of people saying is like, you know what? I have so much guilt because I feel like everything should be so automated. Like, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's so slick and it's so perfect. And like, Oh, if I have to like talk to people, that means I've failed when actually it's not at all. <laughs> no. And I think that's like, you're right. It's like this huge misconception. I think with online business, it's like, oh, if you're doing online business, you don't have to like do face to face. You don't have to actually like talk to people. And I think like, obviously there's a lot of people have appeal in that of like, oh, I don't have to do anything. Yeah, so my business. Sit on the beach and drink yeah. my cocktail. Exactly. And I think you and I both know that, sure, there may be a time in your business where that does happen um, with the online business. And there are people who have gotten to that stage, yeah. but it's taken them like 10 plus years to develop something like that where everything's running on autopilot. And I think, yeah, that's that huge misconception of online business where it's like, oh, I can just sit back and press a few buttons and it all just goes and then I don't have to do anything. Um, but yeah, in the first few years of your business, uh, that's not possible. <laughs> and also too, what people don't realize is, oh, first of all, Tahira, yo girl, thanks Hi, for joining us. <laughs> Um, people don't realize that behind all of these huge launches, these big programs, um, all of these funnels, there's still a shit ton of people that are working the, the phones, they're working the live chat. There's mm -hmm. still a huge component of human touch, but it's so far down the funnel that like 98% of people don't see it. And they may not also be, even if it's there, they may have not interacted with it. So it still gives this like illusion that it's not there when really it is like during big launches, people don't realize it, but it's like your mom's sister's best friend is like manning the live chat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people have no freaking clue that this is happening. And it's like, it's actually, it's still there. You mm -hmm. just not see it, but there's still there people like getting on the phone, getting online too, overcoming objections and yep. It's going to be, it's going to be throughout, there throughout your business. So you may as well learn to love it and have fun with it. 
Yeah, and I think that's like the shift that happens when you do learn that it is a part of your business and you just like accept it and you're like, okay, I gotta learn it. It can actually become really fun. Like I've really started to enjoy sales calls. I've really started to enjoy busting people's objections because at the end of the day, when you bust someone's objection, you are expanding their mind. You're like opening up their worldview. You're showing them more about what's possible than they ever imagined was possible for themselves. Uh, so there's like so many cool things. And like, I've been on calls before where I've seen like clients eyes light up when they're like, Oh, they've seen something in a totally new way. And it's like, um, so I think that's like the magic behind sales is it, it really is like opening people's minds and expanding their worldview and showing them what's possible where they either didn't believe in themselves before or they didn't even believe that was possible in general. Um, so it can become really fun. And I've absolutely started to like love the conversations. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. Like I'm just like totally getting chilled. <laughs> I think it's so powerful when you're able to like connect with someone one-on-one -on -one, because that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. And when you're able to, like you say, like totally like blow open what they thought was not only possible like in general, but mm -hmm. for them, like that's just the most powerful thing where when you're able to be like, oh my gosh, like I can actually do the things I want to do. Like, yeah. You're it's really cool <laughs> and you feel like such a badass when you like get off the phone with this person and you're like i just changed this person's life like regardless of whether or not they even work with you like you just majorly shifted some things for them to the point where they're like oh i could do this or i could do that or look at how resourceful i am look at how powerful i am and they and like them being able to tap into themselves and understand that within themselves is like the greatest gift you can give someone. So um, yeah, you, you feel pretty awesome after you get off the phone when you have those kinds of conversations with people. Oh my gosh, this is such a great reframe for people who are like terrified of calls when it's like you're realizing, yes, you are completely changing their lives on one call. One call, <laughs> yeah. I think I always think of it like coaching, like when I, I don't think of it as selling, but I always think of yeah. it like coaching someone through this process mm -hmm. and it's like that just shifts your energy instead of being like, yeah, you're going to buy my stuff. <laughs> Here's all my things. Yeah. <laughs> Look at what I have for you. Yeah. Um, I think the, one of the biggest shifts that I realized getting into sales calls was it wasn't about selling it's about clarity. And that's why I like to call mine clarity sessions because ultimately like you are helping someone get clear on their problem, get really clear on what their solution is, get really clear on what they want. And then the last piece is getting really, really clear on what they're willing to do about it. Like that's, yeah. if you can give someone that kind of clarity, um, they are empowered to make any decision and really know like what's possible for them. So I think like, if you can shift it from like trying to sell something to just give someone clarity, mm -hmm. uh, that's been one of like the biggest shifts that's helped me. Yeah, that's totally true. One thing that we do on email marketing is we always say it's like, it's kind of like a binary choice. Like the mm -hmm. making a decision. Yeah. And it's like when you give clarity, that decision becomes really easy to make. Because we're exactly. always like, you know, when it's easy for someone to ignore something. <laughs> and it's easy. Yeah, and it's easy for people to numb things out and avoid, and that's like what most people are doing in in life in general. It's like, so, I mean, if you look around, so many people are unhappy, so many people are settling, so many people are just getting by, 
and you ask people how their days are and they're like, oh, it went quickly, so that's good. And it's just like, is that really the life that you wanna be living? And yeah. so I think there's there's so much power in having these kinds of conversations. Re like I said, regardless of whether or not you end up making a sale or you even decide this person is someone you wanna work with, mm -hmm. like these conversations are conversations that people aren't having in their life ever. So for you to be somebody who's willing to have this conversation, talk about the hard stuff that other people aren't willing to talk to them about, ask them the difficult questions that they're not asking themselves, that other people aren't asking them, that is such a gift. So like regardless of whatever happens, if, if you're able to come to that conversation and ask like deep meaningful questions and get this person to really understand like what is going on in my life, am I okay with this? Like why am I in so much pain? Like, is this like, what's causing this? Why, um, why am I settling for this? Like, what is possible? What else is out there? Like, that's such a powerful conversation that, like I said, they're not having in their everyday life. It's true. And for us, like you're surrounded by a lot of entrepreneurs. So you kind of forget that. I think it's easy to like yeah. have that distance where it's like, when I go out and like talk to you, someone's calling them muggles and other person's calling them <laughs> civilians, like people who are, aren't entrepreneurs. And you're like, you realize, like, like you said, some people are so unhappy and you're like, oh my God, like there's so much better, so many better things for you. Like, mm -hmm. and, and it comes down to just asking some questions and that's, but it is funny, like when we're in this world so much and we are asking these questions so much of ourselves and of our clients and of our prospective clients, we don't recognize that other people aren't having these conversations and we forget how powerful they are. And I think that's another big mistake that a lot of coaches and new coaches are making with their enrollment calls, their clarity calls, their discovery calls, whatever you know they call them. I think the biggest mistake that I've seen is that they are coaching too much and like giving too much as opposed to like just getting them really, really clear on the problem, getting them really, really clear on what they want and then getting them clear on whether or not they're willing to change or what they're willing to do to change um, about that problem or fix to fix that problem. And I totally agree. Yeah. yeah, so we forget how valuable just that conversation is. So we're thinking, new coaches are thinking, oh, I got to provide value by like coaching, 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 and like really giving, giving, giving. And that's where they see the value because they're afraid of people leaving and thinking, oh, like it was only a sales call if yeah. they follow just a sales script. But the magic is in the sales script. Like the value is in, if you, if, if you're learning from like the right coach, you know, like I, there are some old school like sales methodologies that are more geared towards you and what you deliver and your offers as opposed to the other person, as opposed to the prospective client. So if you're following the right kind of framework, then the sales structure, that's where the value is, not in the giving, giving, giving and coaching, 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 because let's be honest, you cannot fix someone's problem in 30 minutes or an hour or even an hour and a half. So by us thinking like, let's just coach, 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 they're going to be left like overwhelmed. Like, oh my God, I have so much more to do. Like, I don't even know where to start as opposed to like the clarity that comes with sales call structures um, and that kind of framework, following that framework for a lot of new coaches. Like I, like I was saying, it feels like sales because like, oh, I'm following a sales script or a sales formula, but we forget, like I said, how valuable, what like the value that's in that. And it's not like formulas are bad. It's not like if I'm making a cake, I'm like, I'm just gonna like grab <laughs> flour and I don't know, 
couple eggs like <laughs> they're there for a reason right like yeah formulas and recipes are are there for a reason because they work they turn out great results they like help so um yeah i think following you know a certain structure is really important yeah i totally agree I would love to hear your recipe then. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I can totally share mine. So um, I love to call mine the Icy Soul Framework just to make it easy to remember. Plus, I'm all about, you know, the soul alignment. I love it. So I C like the letter C. So Mm -hmm. the first um, I stands for intention. C stands for connection. Uh, S stands for show the problem, Ah, O O stands for outcome, U stands for understand their commitment, and then L is lead with your offer. So I see soul, hopefully easy for you guys to remember. I love Um, that too. It's just like so branded. (laughs) Yeah, my punch on soul uh, and scale with soul. So, um, So yeah, the first step with intention is you just getting clear and being present on how you want to show up for this call. Um, who this person is that you're serving and really just getting present to them and not, you know, any of your shit, like whatever's going on in your day, you know, turn it off, (laughs) turn it off, let it go, get present. Like I like to do meditation before my sales calls um, for like two, three minutes, even just some simple breathing and really visualizing this person, their pain, their struggles that they're going through to try and really like empathize with them and get in that place of how can I serve this person? Oh my gosh. Empathy is so like, it's such a missing ingredient. Like when you're talking about like the old school marketer, empathy is always missing and it's so important. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a huge distinction I like to make too, between empathy and sympathy because too many coaches fall into that sympathy where it's like, they start buying into these people's stories. They start um, sympathizing too much where they don't see this person in their power and in their resourcefulness. They see them in their pain and in their suffering and um, not and, and disempowered. So there's a huge distinction too between sympathy and empathy. Hopefully you guys can, with just what I said there, make that distinction on your own. Exactly, because um, you have the perspective. Like you've seen so many people go through this transformation. You've probably gone for it yourself. So you have the 30,000 foot view that you had to like sort of bring them up to that level to look down and be like, look at all the opportunities yeah. for you instead of them doing the opposite and then taking you down. Right, exactly. They see their limited view. You're the one who can see so much beyond that. So that's what you want to stay tapped into. Um, So again, yeah, definitely making that distinction between empathy and sympathy is super important. But yeah, so that first step is really setting your intention. How can I show up and just be fully present on this call and really um, empathize with this person and see where they're coming from? And then the second step is connection. So this is like that building rapport stage, really helping them get comfortable sharing with you because they're about to share some really vulnerable stuff with you. Yeah. And if you if you skip this step or you're not good at this step, improve on it because if if you miss this, or like I said, if you're not good at it, the whole call will be derailed because this person is not gonna feel comfortable enough to share themselves with you. They may lie, they may clam up, they may get frustrated or defensive. And that's why this step is so important. So you really want to make sure that they're comfortable, you're inviting, you're welcoming, and you develop some sort of connection before you dive into anything else and before you get really deep with them. Totally. Um, And that's, I feel like a lot of people miss this too, because it is easy to skip over mm -hmm. to be like, oh, I don't need to do that. But even like when I was selling in person, like we never went for a sale right away. We always had that moment where we just talked about 
whatever, we found some sort of like, you know, connection point, even if it's simply like, oh, hey, like, you know, you're wearing this. I also have one. I love that thing. Yeah. And it's like you find that common ground and it just like creates that like warmth and bond between you. Exactly. And it's just like you thinking, oh, I, I see someone who could be an ideal client. Let me message them. And instead of saying like, hey, do you want to join my program? <laughs> like you would start with something different. Like, oh my God, I loved your recent post about this. Like I've been to Florida or I went to Disney World last year, you know, like connect with them about something that something human and something that just makes you relatable and like a real person to them. So yeah, it's the same thing on these calls you want to, and same thing in like dating and relationships. Sales is exactly like dating. It's like, you wouldn't just ask someone randomly on the street, like, do you want to get married or do you want to go steady with me? It's like, you have to develop that rapport first. So yeah, relationships uh, rule. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. so, yeah, that is the first step in, um, well, the second step, I guess, after intention, but on the call, the first step is connection. Um, so then the next step is show the problem. So this is where you really want to dive into like what's going on for them, really starting to get clear yourself on what they're struggling with so that you can determine whether or not you are someone who can help them, mm -hmm. but also helping them get clear on the problem. Because like we were just talking about, most people will numb it, they'll avoid it, they'll do other things where they're not really recognizing just how much pain they are in or how much they're really struggling. So with these questions and, and sales calls should be all questions pretty much on your end. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're doing about 10% of the talking, asking questions, and then the prospective client is talking about 90% of the time. So if you're finding it, it's like 50, 50 or something, you're, you're talking way too much. So. And that's probably the sign you're not asking enough questions. If you're just exactly. the one who's like, da, da, da. <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly. So, um, so yeah, so show the problem, like really, really get them clear what it is that they're struggling with um, and what it's causing in their life. Like, how is it impacting mm -hmm. them? So really ask deeper questions besides just, okay, like what's going on for you? What are you struggling with? Um, and they tell you like dig deeper. So go into like, um, what are they missing out on? Like, how is this impacting them? How is it impacting their family or their community or their friends? How is it impacting their future? So really getting, and these aren't questions for for you necessarily these are questions for them like you you do want to get clear on their problem you want to understand it for yourself but then you want them to see like what really is the impact because people aren't thinking about this they don't they don't think about the impact that this is going to cost them in five ten years they don't think about the impact it's having on their friends and their family um so be the person to ask those questions because yeah. this may be the first time that they've ever actually been asked those questions in their life it, like they may have never is. considered it before. Yeah. Which again, as coaches, we forget that we, we, we think everyone's asking themselves these questions, <laughs> like yeah. everyone wakes up in journals, <laughs> right? Manifestation exactly. Yeah. Normal. And they exactly. So these questions seem so simple and they, they may seem like formulaic. So people are like, Oh, that's not valuable. But like we just so discussed valuable. earlier too, like most people aren't asking these questions. Um, and for you to give someone the space to dive into it uh, very openly, vulnerably, and share, they're also not taking the time to do that. So yeah. that's another thing is even if they are asking these questions, it's probably like, you know, five minutes in the morning or five minutes in the evening of like, you know, what did I accomplish today or what was I happy with today? As opposed to 30 minutes or an hour of like a deep dive into just them. So that's super powerful. 
I love how it's like really just creating space for them to almost coach themselves through things where it's like, exactly. this is permission that for exactly. you to take this for you. I'm just here leading it. <laughs> yeah. And if you, if you do these right, like a lot of times by the end of the call, they're even coaching themselves into your program or into your offering. Oh, that's um, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just by asking the right questions. Um, so then the next step is the outcome. So what do they want? What do they ultimately desire? What are they working towards? Um, what would be possible for them if they weren't struggling with this problem? So what I love about this step is it gets them excited for their future. So you dug into the pain, you dug into like what's really going on. And they're like, sometimes they cry. Like it's an emotional time oh to really gosh. like Ooh. break open, you know, the, the ice that was like covering this, this, um, this wound and this problem, breaking it open. Um, so then the next step is like, okay, what are you excited about? Like if this problem didn't exist, if you were just able to do anything you wanted, like every, mm -hmm. I like to ask like if everything you did turned to gold and just, it was turned out beautifully, like what would you do? What would an extraordinary life look like to you? Oh, that's um, a great question. <laughs> yeah, and you can change this, you know, depending on your niche, of course, too. Like, you know, you may not be a life coach or business or whatever it is, relationships, like, what would this look like um, for you? Everyone so, has dreams of whatever thing they want to change. If they're talking to you, they yeah. have a they have a goal and you just need to figure it out and let yeah. them bring it to the surface. Exactly. And um, the important step here too is diving deeper as well, you know, because a lot of people will just tell you like one or two sentences about what they want um, or they'll, they'll, they'll explain it, but they'll be holding some back. Like they'll be, they'll be afraid of admitting exactly what they want because they're afraid that they won't get it. They're afraid of that hurt that's going to come along or even judgment. Like, Oh, what if this person judges me for wanting like a million dollars or something? They're going to be like, Oh, you can't get that. So a lot it's of people are, yeah, they're either hold, they're holding back a lot um, or they're just like, they're just scratching the surface of it. So again, dive deeper. Like if they say they want to travel more with their family, like ask them where they want to go. What's the first place they'd go to? Um, you know, how do they like to travel? Do they like to explore the city or do they like to just like rest on the beach? Like, what is like really help them paint the picture? That's the most powerful part of this step is getting them to really like visualize it. So getting into like the senses and as many details as you can, like helping them build it up in their mind. And then as the coach, like helping them expand it. Because like I said, you know, a lot of people will keep it small because they're afraid that they can't have it all. So break that open and, and show them, oh, like, so what else is possible? Like, what what would you add to that? Is that really all? A lot of times when I ask the income question, like, I because I work with new coaches and I'm like, what what would your ideal income be? Like, how much do you want to be making? And they're like, oh, you know, I don't need very much. Like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe like 30, 40,000 a year. And I'm like, okay, got it, got it. That'd be like a good minimum, I guess, maybe. Yeah, like, so, so like, we'll start there. Start there, then... good starting place. But like, what would be fun to have? Like, what would you enjoy creating? Um, I think that that asking them, like, what would be fun to have is a little bit more freeing uh, yeah. to, to ask rather than like, what do you want? But like, oh, what would be fun for you? I think that's a, a nice way to kind of give them permission to just like play around with it. Like, what would, would be fun? I think that just the whole sales call, like you just have such a nice uh, approach to it. Like when you treat it like fun, it mm -hmm. is fun because like these are fun questions when you start talking about it. Yeah. To, like shift someone's perspective and let them like live in Explore. their dream for a minute. Like mm -hmm. and visualize. Oh, it's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> 
And you can see, like, you can tell the difference when you're doing this well, too, on the person's face. Like, when they start to, like, get excited, they smile a lot more. They're, like, laughing. They're a little giddy. Um, and remember, you were just talking about, like, horrible pain and horrible, like, future, you know, pacing of, like, what could happen if. And now, all of a sudden, you see their excitement. And so, um, so if you're doing it right, like, you'll really start to help them build that dream. And so that's a huge, um, a huge part of this next step is not just getting them, not just getting the surface of what they want, but like really expanding it and really getting detailed with it. And I love how so quickly you can change the reality, like, and that feels so real for them as well to be like, I can be living like, you know, having this crappy moment today, but then tomorrow, like I can be living a different reality. If I change that much in like five minutes, mm -hmm. like, think of what that's going to have on like the scale of a lifetime <laughs> exactly yeah and that is that's something i like to remind people of too like i mean i've only been in business a little over a year and a half and like i've created so much like i've i've met my goals you know like that's so it's crazy when you have to like move your goal post you're like i kind of just oh. did that like that was like i didn't think i would reach that and i did and like yeah now I gotta, like create a new goal <laughs> yeah so exactly it's like helping you know remind people too that it's not that far off and it's not such an impossible dream and i think that's something that i'm really good at too is like relating to people and like i said you shouldn't be doing you know a lot of the talking but um if you do want to kind of chime in and share like a relatable piece um that definitely helps throughout like not making it about you by any means but giving them an example of what's possible you know letting them know like yeah i only started this a year and a half ago and here's where i am today um so i know that it, it you know it requires work but that it is possible yeah, because a little bit of your story just gives them hope, right? It just gives them that like perspective piece. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the next step is understanding their commitment. And I think this is a big piece that's missing from a lot of the frameworks that I've seen in the past by other coaches is um, they don't ask this question. And I think it makes it so much easier for you to handle their objections. Yeah. Um, and and just move them closer to a decision for them. So the, it's really just the first part of it is kind of recapping what they've what they've gone over, what their problem is, what the outcome is, um, and trying to do it in their words. So um, taking bits, like little phrases, little keywords that they've said, um, like I'm feeling really stuck or overwhelmed and mm -hmm. um, you know, just picking up those pieces and then recapping it to make sure that you heard correctly first of all exactly also, yeah so you want to make sure that you you're getting it correct and that they have nothing to add or nothing to change about what you interpreted and what you heard but then you also want to show them that you understand you get it you are you know it so well that you're in their head you want them to be like like she's in my head like i just I was just thinking that even though they just said it, like that's exactly where you want to be. So yeah. for and this is where I, th I think a lot of people actually um, get wrong for just one second. You show great question. We'll get to it just at the end. We'll just finish recapping this and we'll pop over to you um, with people think like, oh, I can't use their words because like they just said it like it would be weird. Yeah. I don't want to say that. But that actually is one of the most powerful things you can do is just reflect exactly yeah. what's going on in their head. Like you say it and they're like, oh my gosh, how did you know that? And you're like, I just asked you. Yeah, exactly. And it's not, yeah. And I think a lot of times we've heard that this is like a sales tactic. So then it feels kind of, that's, I think that's where the like perception is, is like, oh, well we hear like, you know, used car salesmen doing this or something like that. And so we think it sounds 
bad, but it's just another way for, like you said, to reflect and to help them like remind them of what they do want, remind them of what they're going through because it is important. People forget like that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And that's why it's like, you know, you did the back and forth thing of you're like, oh, the crappy reality, the potential amazing reality. And it's like, they can also forget that in the container of 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So you do have to give that little like memory jog. (laughs) Exactly. And for this next, this under understanding their commitment part, you want to recap it. And then you want to ask them like, how committed are they to this vision? Um, So the question I like to ask is like on a scale from one to 10, 10 being this is like your number one priority right now, where would you rate yourself on a scale to um, going after this vision right now and making this vision happen? Mm -hmm. And so this question is, is so important because it will tell you immediately whether or not they're ready for coaching, ready or not, whether or not they are like ready to fully commit. Um, so I like to say any, if they rate themselves anything below an eight, mm-hmm. they're not ready for coaching. Um, it would be a disservice to both you and them to have the time and energy and money put into coaching. Um, so if it's an eight, nine or 10, usually what I find is, is it's a 10 for most people at that stage, but they're just, you know, like they're kids will come first or they may sure. have, you know, like um, somebody who's sick in the family that they're taking care of, you know, like a, mo- a parent or some- something that's like kind of in their head coming above this. Um, but in reality for them, like this is the most important thing. So an eight, nine or 10 is really where you want people to fall on this scale. And from there, like you're able to whatever objections they bring up or whatever concerns they bring up, you're able to go back to this question and say, I'm, I'm like one, you know, meeting the objection or the concern saying, I understand. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then saying, referring back to this question and being like, but you said, you know, that this was your number one priority. So I'm just curious, is there something else that's, you know, coming up for you where it's not about, you know, this, maybe it's about something else, like just helping them get clear on like, you're right. I did say this was a priority, my number one priority. So what else is coming ahead of it? Yes, that's that's so amazing. Yeah, like helping them understand like, okay, if this is my number one priority, then I should be 100% dedicated to making it happen no matter what. So what is getting in the way of it? And just if maybe it is that it's not their number one priority and they didn't realize it. So maybe it's helping them understand it is something else. And first they need to figure that out before they can dedicate themselves to this. Or it's helping them see like, okay, maybe I thought you know, dedicating money to, um, you know, eating out a couple times a week was more important um, than dedicating, you know, a couple hundred dollars a week or something to coaching. Mm -hmm. So it's like simple shifts like that, where it's like, well, what is your priority? What are you putting ahead of this? And do you want to be? Because is that where you want to be? So this question is super powerful, because you can refer back to it um, whenever you're helping them like kind of understand their objections and their concerns. I love that. And also too, you've already figured out what it's costing them. So then it's like, okay, well, is that worth it? Like, you know, some people are like, oh, I don't want to give up, you know, X, Y, or the other thing, but it's like, okay, but is Netflix going to be worth it versus, you know, actually having the kind of life that you want? So you're able to just like go back and pull out those little gems that you've already found. Mm -hmm. Exactly. One thing I think was so great is, first of all, you have such a great success rate because 
I know that you've done such a great pre-launch. So by the time somebody gets to speaking with you, they've already like gone through a lot of your sales collateral. Mm -hmm. They're already really primed. So you're not just like cold calling them. They're already like really yeah. warm. Yeah. But you're also able to say so a lot of people self-selected out what they're like, you know what? I'm not like, I'm not ready for this, mm -hmm. but I love how you're okay with, if you realize that somebody's not ready for it, just to sort of like love them in this little space and let them walk away Yeah, because not everyone is ready for it. And like you said, it's not worth it for you or for them. If they're not like, you probably gave them the tools already in the launch process to become ready mm -hmm. to come back to you at the point when they are. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the, that's like the biggest tip I could give around sales too is being okay with people's no's like yeah that's it doesn't one it doesn't mean it's a no forever because i Ooh. have had people i have had clients who were like no one two sometimes even three times before before they became a yes like a year later so just because it's a no now doesn't mean it's a no forever they may just not be ready yet and also you know when you're afraid of the no or you're like really like no i need to work with this person you're operating yeah in that scarcity mindset of like if this person goes then that's one less person for me yes. you know and um i think whenever you're operating from that place there's that fear and that never that never feels good it never serves you so um i think being able to kind of let go of the outcome let go of the attachment to needing this person to work with you was also one of the biggest shifts that really helped me like lean back in my sales calls. And I it love, so good. yeah, like one of um, <laughs> my coach, Alyssa Nobriga has this like saying, she calls it your inner posture. And she's like on your calls, so many coaches are leaning forward and in, and they're like, you know, um, so what can we do to, you know, make this work? And they're getting anxious and they're attaching to this person needing to work with them. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you want your inner posture to be like, she, she goes like back up like, like back up and down in your seat you know like ah uh, yeah yeah like oh okay just lean back relax like no matter what happens you're okay they're okay and um just kind of backing out and down and recognizing that whatever happens is what's meant to happen like if you're meant to work with this person you will if you're not you won't and just knowing that that's okay and that's exactly where you should be. Even, I think the hardest part for us as coaches is we want to help so badly. And when we know we can help someone and they just aren't in it, they're not ready to say yes yet. They're it can, not ready. You're ready, but they're exactly, not ready. You're ready, <laughs> they're not ready. And it, it hurts sometimes. Like I've, I've been really sad and disappointed after launches sometimes where my launch went great, but like, I saw the pain of so many people saying that like, I need this. Like I've had people say, when I asked the question, like, where will you be in five years if you don't change this? I've had people say, I won't be around. Like, oh I don't God. think I would survive another five years. Like, I don't think I'll be here. Oh my God. And then they don't enroll in the program. And that like crushes me or, you know, like it's, it's really sad. And I have to remind myself, like they're exactly where they need to be. They're getting exactly what they need, even though for me, like our perception is like, no, they need this right now. Um, they are getting exactly what they need in their moment, in their time. So they're not ready yet. Like, they, yeah. And you've already given them so much and taken them so much further during your pre-launch with all of the amazing content that they've gotten. So like just in that week, they've already shifted themselves. Exactly.
And hey, your next launch may be the time that they are ready because they've done the work that you gave them in the process. Yeah, let's hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we didn't we didn't even touch on the last part of the framework, too, which was the lead with your offer. Yeah, we can wrap up with that one. It's pretty quick, but you just want to at this point, if you've determined that this person is a good fit for you and that you're able to really serve them. it's important to invite them into working with you. So a lot of times people will just, they'll be nervous about making this pitch at the end and they're kind of like waiting for this person to say like, oh, how do I work with you? And that's just not what happens. You have to make that offer. So at this point, you know, it's it should be pretty seamless at this point if you've worked through this framework and you've asked them that last question of how committed are they? Mm-hmm. And if they're an eight, nine or 10, then you're like, great. I am so certain that I can help you with this. Like, this is what I do. Um, I help entrepreneurs or I help new coaches or I help women who are in, you know, relationships that I want to improve, whatever your niche is, you're letting them know, like, I am certain I can help you. Like, I, I have exactly like what you're looking for to help you solve this, to help you get here. And again, using the words and the phrases that they've used, where if they're saying, you know, I'm, I've really been just feeling so overwhelmed with X, Y, Z, you're like, okay, well, my program helps solve the overwhelm so that you can do X, Y, Z. So again, like pulling the keywords and phrases and using them in your um, in your kind of quote unquote pitch about your offer. But like I said, it should be really seamless. If this person has the problem that you want to help them solve, they're working towards a solution you know you want to help them with, and um, they've decided they're committed to it, mm-hmm. then they're excited. Like they are on this call for a reason they want to solve this problem. They want your help. They picked you to talk to. Yeah, they've gotten this far. It's scary getting on a phone. Before we got on the phone, I was laughing because like I was trying to do a story and Ali was watching me and I kept getting alarmed. So I kept like, I didn't even finish my story. And I was like, it's the worst when someone calls you and interrupts you. You're like, what are you, a psycho calling me? (laughs) It's like, if they decide to get on a phone call or a video, this is like real. Yeah, that's another thing I didn't mention too with the connection phase is I love to really celebrate them in that moment. Before we like jump into anything, I just say something like, I just want to commend you for not only like deciding that you want something different, you know, and deciding to make a change and go after it, but to also show up on this call and to be here because most people won't even take that step of like deciding I want to do something different. And therefore they go search for solutions. And then this person actually booked a call, which is like you said, really scary to talk to a stranger online who you have never met before to share yourselves vulnerably with them, really scary. And then also to show up because if you're a new coach, I'm sure you've had people not show up to your calls before. And so you know that this happens, people get scared and they back out. Um, So for them to have already completed all those hurdles it's huge like it gives me goosebumps because it is like it takes a long time for people to get to that stage so i love to start the calls with just commending them for that for showing up for um really being brave and i say that like it's really courageous it's really brave of you to book this call and show up for it so before we even jump in i just want to like acknowledge you for for all that you've done up to this point in getting here today and deciding you want something different and deciding to go after it. 99% of the world doesn't do that. So that's huge. 
before it's me. It's true. They've taken such a big leap in order just to reach, you know, there's so many stages that they've gone through to this mm -hmm. point. So they've coached themselves through the, some things already. Yeah. They're open to, to change at this yeah. point. And now they're they bringing that home. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's such a powerful reminder for us too, to, to remember like how brave and courageous it is for someone to do that and to just, again, empathize and be with them, um, that they're nervous, they're scared. So being present to them and just like acknowledging that is huge. And that comes, the, that's the empathy piece. Oh my yeah. gosh. And I, I think thank you so yeah. much. I know we've totally been on the time by like 10 minutes and I'm so sorry, but I'm like, I need. There's so, so much good stuff. <laughs> it's like so much more I want to share too. We have a couple questions. Do you want me to handle sure. that and you can pop off? Cause I know you're busy. You've got so much going on right now with your scale with soul mastermind, which is so amazing. Um, I, how many questions are there? I, I mean, there's just a couple actually. This is, I've got a really good one for you. All right, let's shoot, shoot it. <laughs> okay, this is from Nisha. Um, so she says, we have a spiritual boot camp for three months and everybody's outcome is a little different and a little vague. But she says, what if they say they don't have money? We get a lot of that. If they say they don't have money, um, is this like, I mean, I guess it, it's, it's, depends on the stage that you're at with them like if they're saying that they don't have this on the call um like if, if they've already gotten to this point as katie and i were saying like they are they are ready for change they are they're showing up they're ready to be coached they're um making big moves towards that already so just remembering that it first of all <clears throat> is a big step for you and like we were talking about earlier with the empathy and sympathy so sympathizing with one, with them at this stage would be like saying, oh, I get, yeah, you don't have money. Okay, that's, you know. You're being an enabler when you sympathize. Right, exactly. So you're, you're buying into that story of I don't have money for them, which is disempowering. They're holding themselves in a disempowered state. You're, if you're sympathizing with them and kind of buying into it, then you're also believing that story of I, they don't have money. So um, what I like to do is like kind of back out and up, you know, back out and um, see them yeah, see them in their in their full resourcefulness and their full power of what they that they can do anything they desire you know that they have the power to come up with the money to create the money to do something if this is a 10 out of 10 a 9 out of 10 an 8 out of 10 commitment for them mm -hmm. um, and a priority for them like it needs to happen so i like to be really open about conversations about money um, because there is a lot of like fear around money and um, when people say like I don't have money they're coming from that place of fear of not having it or of it of it not of them not being able to make it work so a lot of times there's something behind that it's not about the money it's about something else so um, the first thing I would do is like ask them if you had the money would you commit it to this program yeah so getting them clear on like if this is a full yes or if this is actually a no, but they're just saying it's about the money. Um, so that would be the first thing is really helping them get clear on is this actually a yes for me? And if it is, then deciding what can I do to make it happen? So a lot of times it's just a matter of helping them get clear on their money situation and how much they're spending, how much they're saving, how much they actually have in their account. Um, what I like to do is I like to break it, break my program down into a more manageable amount. So I like to say, you know, if it's, um, 
I'm like terrible at math here, but <laughs> break it down. If it's like a three month program and it's like $3,000. So it's a thousand dollars a month. So it's like, what would that be? Maybe like $33 a day or something like that. Yeah. It's um, a lot more manageable. Yeah. So if you're saying like, okay, could you manage something around like $33 a day? Like when you're breaking it down um, and they're like, okay, $33 a day. Like how could I come up with that or save that kind of money or where could I draw from? So one break, like, I think one getting them clear on if it's about the money and if it's not about the money, what is it about? Yeah. Uh, a lot of it's times, very not off. It's often not about the money. That's exactly. like a very fail safe response. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's about like them not believing that they can even do it. That's a huge, a huge piece of it. Um, and then once you've determined like, okay, if, if it is just about the money, like how do we make this happen? Like, and being clear in yourself too, that you don't need them to do it right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like let's strategize. Can you pay your bills? Yes or no? If they say no, then this probably isn't the right time for them to invest. You know, like if they're not able to pay their electricity or put food on the table, like that's those are the, the priorities. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so one asking them, like, can are you able to pay your bills right now? Like, how comfortable are you? And um, getting them clear, just like where they're spending money. Like I've had a client before who spent a lot on eating out every week. And so she determined she could save, it was like about $20 a day or something on not eating out right there. Exactly. And so I was like, okay, so what can you do right now to start saving and to start preparing for this? She's like, well, I could delete my delivery apps on my phone and then plan every week of grocery so that I'm, you know, saving and um, conserving food and not spending. So it's being like just open about the money conversation, I think is a huge piece. So determining if it's about the money, and then if it is about the money, being open about that conversation, because a lot of people don't even understand. They're not good at budgeting. Most people aren't good at budgeting. They don't know how much they actually have versus like, you know, um, they think they're in that scarcity mindset where they actually may have a lot more than they than they realize. Um, so those would be my kind of tips around money. There's a lot you can get into about the money objections and even depending on how they freeze it, like I don't have the money or it's too expensive or I can't afford it. Those are all different um different concerns and objections as well to be handled differently but that gives a huge boost of people a a really good foundation that can be used for all of them and then you can find the nuances within there and also too sometimes it's like a case of payment plans sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like you know you offer one and then you realize later you're like oh i actually have this other payment plan that works for them and they're like oh it's like you know they see that you're meeting them where they are and it's like exactly. they're flexible they're flexible like okay let's do this like we're yeah together. yeah and it's a matter of using your intuition too of like is this person fully committed like do they really want this and it's just a matter of um like you said a payment plan maybe that could be established so even saying like, okay, well, like what, what would be expansive for you? What would feel good? Like if I know you want to do this, I know you're fully committed. So like, tell me what would work for you and then see if you can even work like on something together. Yeah. I think that's so, so amazing. Cause so many people are so firm and it's like, when you realize that you're, you do have like your boundaries, but you can be flexible within them for everyone <laughs> to win. Yeah. And it can feel so good to you as well. Like, you know, it's, it's yeah. a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Allie, this conversation is so great. I know that we could like nerd out on sales <laughs> stuff for like literally Forever. hours. All day. <laughs> which yeah. we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but oh my gosh, thank you so much for coming and You're sharing so welcome. your gifts. 
where can people find you to get more of your genius? <laughs> um, so I'm on Instagram mostly, mostly on my stories. Uh, occasionally I'll post on the feed, but you can find me at Punch Drunk Soul on Instagram. Um, PunchDrunkSoul.com is my blog and website. And my Facebook group is um, PunchDrunkSoul.com forward slash squad. You can join us there. Um, it's really great for new coaches and coaches who are just um, like wanting people who are wanting to be a coach. Um, and then I also have a podcast, the Punch Drunk Soul podcast. So lots of ways to connect with me. Yes. And there's so just like follow her everywhere. It's worth it. You're going to pick up all these gems. Like we just saw how amazing she was right now. And yeah, Nisha says, thanks girls. Thank you so much. Everyone thanks, with us. And you guys have an amazing day. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Katie. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining Allie. You've been listening to the Smash Hit Sales Show with me, Katie Momo. Now, if you'd like more sales for yourself, head on over to grab my free 30-minute class where I show you three simple sales page swaps that will help you book up and sell out your offer. These are powerful and refreshingly unsalesy strategies that make bank while feeling good. So head on over to katiemomo.com forward slash copy class to get access right now.